Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Podcast. I'm John Norman, Steve Harmison alongside me, looking back at another hard-fought day in Gore, uh, England, uh, taking on Sri Lanka, Joe Root and Jimmy Anderson, England's two big figures on day two, with a word for Mark Wood, I'm sure he'll get a mention as well. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. Well, if you're listening by now, you probably know England ended day two, 98 for two, they were five for two. Uh, but mirroring Sri Lanka's innings, uh, losing early wickets and then rebuilding, thanks uh, to their best batsman. And that uh, is, without doubt, Joe Root. 66 overnight, you know, 67 overnight uh, today. 66 overnight, went on to score a big century in the first Test match. Will he do the same thing here in the second? England need him to because they're still way behind. 3-8-1 all out Sri Lanka. Nirishan Dick Weller uh, coming within eight of what would have been a, a deserved and maiden test century, just falling short. Six wickets for Jimmy Anderson, the old campaigner. George DeBell on Crick Info pointing out he's got a better record in Asia than Kapil Dev. Uh, unbelievable. Either way, let's get on and talk to a man who knows a little bit about bowling fast. It's Steve Harmison. You're listening to Following On. This is Story of the Day. Story of the Day. Well, the story of the day for me, Harmy, is uh, once again England reliant on their best players. I suppose that's uh, to be expected in all professional sport. But first up, Jimmy Anderson. Uh, At one point, I thought he might get his test best. He had a six for two wickets in the offing. He's only ever taken seven in an innings. That wasn't to be. Uh, Really good stuff from Mark Wood in support. And then when they needed a little bit of obduracy, they got it. But they got it from Johnny Bairstow. What they got from Joe Root was brilliance. I mean, he was uh, he was batting well in the first test, but even better today. Uh, and it's uh, it means at the end of day two, I'd say the story of the day is is that Sri Lanka just about ahead, but uh, even Stevens. Yeah, I think Sri Lanka are just about ahead because they've got you know runs on the board, and like we mentioned yesterday on the following odd podcast. You know, I, I probably was a little bit more. I was expecting pitch to do a little bit more 
about just after tea, but it hasn't. It's held up quite well. So that's a good omen for England. 283 runs behind. Their best player, Joe Root, would love to have kept batting for another four hours because I think on this sort of surface, in them climate, in them conditions, very difficult to start on. So England are so reliant on their captain. They need him to come out tomorrow morning and, and... and get off to a good start, i.e. keep his wicket. Not about getting runs tomorrow morning. It's about keeping his wicket, him and Johnny Besto. So, and again, I think even the commentators have now weighed in with the the conundrum of Besto not going to India for the first two test matches, which we've been saying, oh, I, I'm sick of saying now, is ludicrous what's been going on with Johnny. But when you're talking about stories of the day, the oldest guy ever to take five wickets in Asia, Jimmy Anderson, better average in better average in, in Asia than the great Kapil Dev tells you how good this guy is, how good this guy's been and how reliant England still are on him. There was a lovely debate in the middle of the middle of the morning. It was, I, 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 I'd been up for a while. I might have been just, just nodding off. And then I heard NASA wanting to talk to Keezy, but you know, wanting to talk to Keezy rather than Atherton because of obviously the, the intelligent difference between the two of them. <laughs> on whether Broad and Anderson should be playing together overseas, and you are, as well as the batting conundrum of, of how Crawley and Sydney have played actually out in front of their front pad and more front on than, the, than, than Root has been sort of side on and letting the ball come to him. But I will counter that a little bit because the great one of the greatest players I've ever seen play cricket for England, Kevin Peterson, he played out in front of himself. He played you know, more front on. It didn't do him, you know, it didn't, didn't, it, it, it stood him in good stead throughout his career down and uh, out in Asia. So for me, the story of the day was Anderson. Was Root expected that your big players stand up? Um, and England have still got a long way to go in this test match. But I thought that, that Root was brilliant standing up to the way Embledinia bowled. Because again, I think Sri Lanka have found a superstar there because he's a, he's a serious, seriously talented boy. Yeah, plenty to go at today. Um, you make mention of Sky. There was a very interesting chat. If we can move things on away from the brilliance of Root and Anderson um, to the problem with the spinners. We could talk about the opening partnerships as well. Rory Burns is coming back, of course. Uh, does Crawley pop down to three? Uh, but as you say, I mean, Bairstow in the form that he's shown, although I'd say he was slightly fortunate not to be given out leg before, um, would look a, a better bet than uh, what we've got at the moment. But still possibly have a fourth inning. So um, so we will uh, we'll have to wait and see. But the discussion on Sky, one of the many, many discussions was about whether England go with one spinner. Because, of course, all 10 wickets in Sri Lanka's innings went the way of scene. And, of course, they bring on their Embaldinia, the spinner, slow left armour, and he takes two wickets in a blink of an eye. And, um, you know, are England going to go in? And maybe, maybe they'll change tack. Maybe they will go in with Broad and Anderson because, of course, it's not just about taking wickets, is it? It's about containing. And if uh, the spinners aren't taking wickets or containing, then why are you playing them? Just because they, they bowl slow. Yeah, and I think that is a is a good argument. And I think there is an argument for the, the, the likes of Broad and Anderson playing together. We've seen Stuart in the first test match. He bowled 17 overs, 11 maidens. Jimmy in this test match bowled 13 maidens. You know, more maidens than anybody else all the rest of them put together. So there is an argument for that as much as I'm a fast bowler myself and I'd like to see Broad and Anderson 
be rewarded because of the end of the answered questions that people have been throwing at them. Questions that, to be fair, people questioning somebody who's got 500 test wickets and 600 test wickets is beyond me. So, but I can understand that playing them out on on flat surfaces, um, eighty odd mile an hour. That that ability to, to to hold one end up is one thing but can they do it in India against the likes of Robert Sharma Shubman Gill you know Virat Kohli etc is is yet to be seen so there's this there's there's, there's a, that that counter argument on that the spin department it just looks as though it's it's not just threadbare it's 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 thoughtless a little bit because I was looking at Joe, uh, Jack Leach and, and Don Bess at some points this morning and thinking, I know they're in the infancy of their career, but they haven't really got a plan here. They've got no idea really how they're trying to work their batsmen out. Matthews played quite comfortably yesterday. Dick Weller played very, very well today. And if he didn't get, he's never getting a test hundred after what happened today, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but it just looked as though it was a little bit thoughtless. You know, we're, we're hoping to get a batsman out as opposed to right. We'll drive one end of the in, end of the ground up. I'll bowl a lot fuller into the into the rough or into the you know the you know the foothold marks there. Cut one side of the ground off and see if we can stay in the you know and sit in, sit in, and sit in and say right. I'm just, if I don't get any wicket, if I don't get any wickets, I'm going to stop them from scoring runs and then let's see if a little bit of chess, you know, cat and mouse, a little bit of chess. Who's going to break first? And hopefully, normally the bowler does. Um, I didn't see any of that and I didn't see any of my imagination. I felt sorry for Joe Root. And as much as anybody wants to have a go at Joe Root about his field positions and stuff like that, very difficult for a captain to set a field to two spinners who are, who are bowling at least one bad ball and over and they're bowling milk balls and over. And what I mean by milk balls is short and wide outside off stump where you can just crash it to extra, extra cover on the boundary, or you can bowl it really, really full you know, not into the footholds and you can get pushed down the ground for one. Not not really that's that's difficult for a captain to, to set a field to. So there's a lot of work in the spin department. I still think you you the troubles that England have got at one, two and three by the fourth test in India, India if things don't go well, we could see Mo and Ali playing as an opening batsman because of the way England the way England's bat the way England's batting unit is. And I still think Mo and Ali is probably our best spinner in that environment because he's our most, he's our one day spinner, most containing spinner. Um, if they want a spinner to take wickets, they've got two leg spinners out there. Both of them are miles away, I think, from playing test match cricket in young Mason Crane and Matt Parkinson. But if they want somebody to take a wicket, a, a wrist spinner might be a better option than the two finger spinners. But we're having a go at two guys here who are trying their best. They're trying to work through their careers. So I'll give them a little bit of a slack, see what happens in the fourth innings. But when it comes down to the crunch and the nitty gritty of getting to India first test match, I don't see signs of improvement in the second innings of this test match. I'd be, if I was Joe Root, I'd go to my comfort blanket and say, right, I probably need Broaden Anderson in my team, which means I only play one spinner. And if I do play one spinner, it's going to be the experienced one. I'm going back to Mo and Ali. And he gives me more depth of my batting, which gives me a chance to play both Broaden Anderson, Archer, and obviously I've got Ben Stokes. I, I, I would, I'd struggle with Moeen Ali to be honest with you. I, I just don't know. I, I, he is um, at, at his very best. He, he takes wickets. He, of course, really came to prominence, didn't he, in two thousand and fourteen in the home series against mm. India. Took a bag load of wickets. But the the Moeen Ali that we think of is a bit like David Warner. I remember me asking a question, yeah. to Jared, about bringing back David Warner, and 
you know, it's not that David Warner anymore. And it's mm. not that Moeen Ali anymore. Um, Absolutely. But, but England's cupboard is bare. And uh, it's a real shame that Ali, for obvious reasons, uh, for his own health, uh, as much as anything, contracted COVID because he would have played in this series. Um, but if, you, if you're looking at that, though, John, you're looking at two bowlers who have had a lot of overs under the belt going into this test match. Yes, it didn't turn as much as what it did in the first test match at goal, but the bowl 140 overs without taking a wicket between them. You know, took Embaldinia. Embaldinia got a wicket and he, I think 5.2 overs and then 7.4 overs. He got his second wicket. Now, you know, that, that, that is, there's an extreme you have to look at here. And sometimes you might just have to go back to experience, even though it isn't, I agree, totally agree. It's, it is like the Warner argument. It is not the same Moen Ali that we had five years ago, but his experience possibly could stand us in better stead than two novice, naive spin bowlers who uh, have have struggled and toiled on, on, a, on a first innings pitch in the subcontinent and bowled 40 over, 140 wicketless overs. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Moment of the day. Difficult to look away from Jimmy Anderson with his Pfeiffer 30th Pfeiffer. Uh, he was saying how he felt a bit nervous coming into this match because, of course, he's a, he was replacing Stuart Broad. Uh, and we've seen what that's done to people like Mark Wood, for instance, and Sam Curran, two bowlers that have had to replace Stuart Broad. And it hasn't gone particularly well. Um, a little bit unfair, maybe, to say, but you, you get the point I'm making. If even Jimmy Anderson's worried about it, you can understand what pressure that would have been, especially, you know, Sam Curran back in Barbados, first test. And then Mark Woods, first test against West Indies at home. Uh, so Jimmy Anderson comes in and, well, he takes six wickets. Uh, the, the fifth of which, superb catch from Jack Leach. I don't think he got enough credit for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was certainly one of my moments of the day, probably be one of the moments of the series. 
Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. It's also, you listen to the way Broad Anderson Root have spoken. I've spoken to this about this a couple of days ago on the pod, on the phone on podcast about how they're wanting and trying to improve the messages they're sending to the rest of the dressing room is I'm, I'm wanting to improve. You know, Jimmy Anderson, 600 odd wickets, saying he's nervous going into it. And I would imagine Jimmy's thinking every time he goes into the, you know, when the toss is made and he's named in the team, this could be my last test match. You know, that's the obvious, got to be in his, it's an obvious thought in his, in his, in his mind because a poor test match, an injury is, is the end of his argument, not a poor test match, but an injury is the end of Jimmy's career now because it'll be a long way to come back from, from that, especially in the COVID environment and not having any other cricket to go to. So, yeah, I'm sure Jimmy's enjoying himself. He looked as though he was having a, a good time, apart from the two times at mid-on in the field. And he's, you know, missed, missed the run-out chance that he'd be he'd kicking the dirt. But now, for me, I can't say that there's... The, the words have been used hundreds and thousands and millions of times on how good Jimmy Anderson is as a person, as a cricketer, as a role model. And I think, again, he's just... Just, just, and the, the bar's high anyway. Just elevated that little bit further. You know, when people are questioning him, oldest five, oldest person to get five for better average than Kapil Dev. This guy is the best. He's the best that has ever been for me in a seamed up bowling department. Um, and it, and he's putting himself at, at levels where I don't think in another hundred years he will ever be caught. Any other moments of the day? Um, I thought. That, I think the way Woody bowled. I think the way John. I think the way Mark Wood bowled. I yeah. think was encouraging signs. Um, Joe Root, his ability to go and put a fire out again. England twenty. Yeah, he's consistently seeing. I know there were there were five for two, but he consistently looks up the scoreboard and sees England twenty for two, going putting fires out. Argument for him to go to three, all this stuff didn't really phase him. Went out there, front and back movement, the way he sort of went down the ground, swept very, very well. Just put adversity behind him and moved it to one side. Right, the captaincy's out the window at this minute in time. I'm Joe Root, the batsman. I'm going to get as many runs for my team as possible. That was a, a positive moment as he was getting through the teens and into the 20s. And you're thinking, right, he's in now. And best, though, exactly the same. And again, the argument on, on TV, talking about if you had two plane tickets, Sibley, Bairstow, Sibley, Crawley or Bairstow. For me, the first person should have been Bairstow. Something's wrong with Johnny. I don't know what it is. Something in that environment is wrong with Johnny because they do not want him in there. I've said this countless times on TalkSport over the course of the last 18 months. Some, somebody doesn't want Johnny Bairstow in and around that team. And it, I don't know what's happening. We don't know what goes behind, behind you know, in the four walls. But to see Besto come out in that moment of adversity again under pressure, he's he's stood up and delivers. And if he gets over that first 10, 20 balls tomorrow morning, all of a sudden the England selectors could have egg on the face, sending Johnny Besto home, first and foremost, sending Mark Wood home, having getting four wickets in this 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 in it, this this first innings, and going to India with a team that when you're thinking you know, two of your best performers in the last test match aren't there. So again, there's a lot of question marks on England, but you know, Joe Root was magnificent again. Yeah, you mentioned KP earlier and the, the similarity between his style of batting and Crawley and Sibley. But for me, the comparison is more between because they showed a KP innings during the lunch break from uh, back yeah. in the day, and it was just brilliant to watch. You just remember how amazing he was as a batsman, and 
it was the intent, wasn't it? He just put the pressure on, back on the bowler. And that is, is, is exactly what Joe Root did today. It's what he did in the first test. And in fairness to Crawley, that is how he normally plays as well. Mm. So, I actually um, thought Crawley got a good ball. Yeah, I do as well. I, I'm not sure there was a huge amount he could have, who could have done with that dismissal. But obviously, he hasn't had as much experience playing in these conditions. And once you start getting out to the same bowler... Um, People like us are going to talk about it, aren't we? But that's yeah, kind of the point of uh, being interested in professional sport. Lol of the day. Lol of the day. Um, it wasn't particularly funny, but it, the differences between watching world TV pitches or uh, and uh, uh, watching at home towards the end of the day, uh, did you see Joe Root? I think he was a bit ill on the field. Yeah. Um, and to protect his modesty, because it, you know he seemed like he'd had a bit of a a stomach upset. Um, he put a towel over his, over essentially draped over his head so he could conduct his business on the field. But if that had happened in the UK, and it wouldn't have done, because I imagine the problem is the heat and the humidity. Um, mm. Maybe something he's eaten, I don't know. The, uh, the cameras would have panned away onto someone wearing a stupid outfit in the crowd, and he could have just got on with his business. Uh, but no, it was well TV, so they went ultra zoom motion <laughs> in on the scene the whole lot and let let the air uh, sky commentators try and talk about anything but yeah it was again like you said there's no crowd there so they've got nothing to pan to um i think we you can't I, you can't emphasize how difficult it is to play in these conditions he's just feeling for two he's just feeling for like you know being in the field well he's been on a pitch for two days now 140 overs of it, he's had to conduct an orchestra and then yeah. go and put his pads on straight away, not get much fuel inside him, probably thinking at lunchtime, who am I going to bowl? Who am I going to, you know, tea time, not having to get anything at him. So for two days now, he's, you know, depending on what he's had the night before, but, you know, the fuel intake is probably not as, not there as much as what, what others would have been. So, you know, that does have a, a huge impact on the body, which makes his 67 not out even better, his concentration skills and his, his ability to, you know. So, yes, it was a, I, I, it was another, it was another lull for me in a, in such a way which wasn't like a funny moment, but it was typical, possibly TV and media wanting to try and make comparisons. There was a comparison between Joe, Joe, foot, Joe Root's foot movement and his stance from 2019 to 2020, 21. And that was 2019 facing Pat Cummins. And his stance was a lot wider. And um, this time he's a little bit, he's a little bit sort of feet closed you know, together and a little bit more crouched. And I'm, I can't believe I'm, I was throwing things at the telly, shouting and screaming things at the telly, you know, not knowing what the world feed were commentating on. But I'm like, hold on. Pat Cummins is the best bowler in the world, bowling 90 odd mile an hour. And I'm showing socks and all sorts of time. This is Lackmal, who's bowling 78 mile an hour on a pitch which is not bouncing above shin high. I just like when you watch TV sometimes and you wonder why some of the players get hit up and cheesed off with some of the comments and the commentators. And this is what, for me, this is what's wrong with the social media sports, 24 sport, uh, 24 seven sports world is, is that you can compare anything with anything and make it look the way you want it. Unfortunately, this, they got it a million mile wrong. And that was something I was wetting myself at. I was thinking this is a bouncy wicket. At where uh, I think it was at Headingley. 
or I think it was at Headingley, ball's bouncing and it was bouncing waist high, 90 odd mile an hour against the best bowler in the world to face in Lackmal on a 78 mile an hour slow you know, heap in goal. And no wonder he's, he's, he's crouched. That tells you, that doesn't tell you anything about his technique. It tells you the guy's thinking about how he gets the best use of the way he's going to try and score runs out of his own body. So I couldn't stop laughing at it. I really couldn't. To be fair to Sky, Sky picked up on it. NASA had a go at it as well. But God knows what the world feed were talking about. Well, we can ask Butch when we see him, eh? Yeah. Well, fingers crossed it wasn't Butch that was actually talking about it. <laughs> What is going to happen tomorrow? So what's going to happen to, on day three then, Harmy? Um, day three will probably... Well, actually, no, I, I won't say that because very often the old adage is not a lot happens for three or four days and then it, and then everything starts to happen. Russell, Russell Arnold saying that this pitch will start to turn after lunch on day three. Um, so England just need to make sure that they've got... They're only one or two down from where they are now. If, uh, if they're still 150 away and they've got seven wickets down and then the, the ball's ragging everywhere, then, you know, things can start happening in a hurry. Yeah, I think it'll, it's so important, mentioned in this in this this chat about how important it is Joe and, and Johnny Besto get through and get over that that initial burst from Embledinia tomorrow morning. Um, and then as the ball gets softer, cashing in. Because we've seen in goal in the first test match, yes, this turn, and Russell Arnold's right, it is going to turn after dear, you know, after lunchtime, between sort of lunch and, and tea tomorrow. But it's slow turn. And I think it's turn at this minute in time that's not really too dangerous to a world-class top-order batsman. So by the time you get to sort of dear four, dear five, when it starts spitting, then it's, it's it becomes dangerous. And that's where England need to be parallel with Sri Lanka. So... From an England point of view, they have to be still, you know, another one down by lunch would be would be England still in the game. And like you say, England, England somehow need to be within 10 runs short or 10 runs past Sri Lanka to stand any chance in this test match because batting last on this surface, when it starts to turn quicker and it starts to spit, is where England will 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 not not want to have to chase too much. So Massive, massive onus on the captain to get in, in tomorrow. And if he goes on and gets a big three-figure score, England have got a chance in this game because I don't think the spinners can bowl as badly or as ineffectively as they did in the first innings. And if they, if they learn from their mistakes and they're under pressure of what's coming up in India, fingers crossed Best and Leach come out with a little bit of a spring in the step. So massively on England to try and get some sort of parity with, with Sri Lanka's 381. Brilliant stuff. Army will chat after day three. You've been listening to the following on podcast uh, from Talk Sport. Download, subscribe to uh, the show on ACOS, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We will all be back after day three uh, in the second test match between Sri Lanka and England. Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados 
is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 